So, all right, well, thanks. Um, I'm Tyler Williams. I'm an extension educator uh, located here in Lincoln for Lancaster County. Uh, I work primarily in the cropping systems area, but also bring in the climate resiliency, climate impacts portion. And Roger was at a meeting with us yesterday, and I did a 30-minute presentation in 30 seconds, so I know I can do a 20-minute presentation in nine minutes. So this will be easy. So anyway, so, uh, so my background, just a quick little bit. Uh, had an undergrad in meteorology and climatology from here at UNL and because I wanted to be a storm chaser, and then I realized that most storm chasers don't get paid. So I had to figure out something else and uh, go into another, uh, you know, area. So then I went and, uh, back to my roots of uh, agriculture and uh, focused on agronomy from there. So, uh, so today, mostly, I will share uh, just some of the resources here at Nebraska. Uh, most of you probably are aware of a lot of the resources that are available, but uh, there might be something new as well. So this will be uh, less theoretical and more just blasting information, which as well make it easier to... Uh, go through pretty quick. Uh, you've already seen corn yield uh, graphs already, so uh, it's sort of the, the talk of the day, but uh, basically is the, the variation off that trend line is, is why we're here. Uh, weather that we deal with uh, makes a big difference in, in our crops uh, and agriculture, so uh, that's the basis of why it, uh, weather's part of 80% of the conversations we have. So, uh, so in, in short, what I do with uh, crops and specifically to climate risk management is uh, when we're talking about weather and we're talking about, uh, you know, the climate that we have, we're, we're basically just dealing with risk management. That's what we're focusing on. That's, that's what we can do is manage our risk. Uh, we know we can't stop a 2012 drought, so we have to manage our risk to that. So um, when I'm working with people or coming up with uh, programs, things like that, we always talk about, you know, what is that risk? Uh, there are many examples of risk out there. Uh, you know, one example that we see quite a bit here in eastern Nebraska is the erosion. Um, there's certainly a, a risk to erosion. Uh, when you have fields that aren't covered, you can increase that, that risk as compared to fields that are other. So we're going through this, you know, what, what can we do about it? Uh, there are some things you can do and some things you can't. And in this case, um, you know, we know drainage ways, we know uh, buffer strips, things like that can, can reduce that erosion. Uh, but there's also a, a challenge coming in with putting with that. I know when I visit with producers, things like that, that, um, you know, taxes aren't the lowest here in Nebraska, right? So they, they want to farm as many acres as they can. Uh, putting in these buffer strips takes farm ground out of production in many cases. So, you know, that, that might not be an option right away for them, you know. So, so what can we do it and, and how can we actually do that? So how can we reduce that erosion? Um, you know, an example could be using cover crops. Um, you know, you can put these through your, your little goalier, uh, highly eroded areas, uh, but then you can do a burn down in the spring and, and farm right through it. Um, this might be an example that works for some people, might not work for others, but that's the idea of the approach that we try to take is, you know, what's, what's the best case scenario, but how do we actually make that happen? Um, you know, deciding what works best is, is easy to say, but sometimes it's a little bit harder to put into practice. So, um, so that's so, sort of the, the thought process that we go through when, um, you know, we're working with producers and um, things like that. So um, the State Climate Office, is, uh, you already heard from Al, he touched on a few of those resources, and I'll go through a little bit more. Uh, in detail here, and, and part of my, my position, I work a lot with the State Climate Office. I'm involved in, uh, you know, just a number of things that they do, uh, primarily from the extension standpoint of, you know, working with the ag community. So uh, we also have the High Plains Regional Climate Center located upstairs here in, in, in Hardin Hall. Uh, we also have the Drought Mitigation Center. So we're one of the few, if not the only, uh, university to have a, a state and regional and national center that works in this area. So I I don't know if, uh, oh, and obviously we have uh, agronomy and horticulture and school natural resources extension. There are a number of resources in there, uh, which I'll add to 
the, the climate-specific centers that we have. So I don't know if anyone's coined Climate U yet uh, or if we can do that. If someone hasn't, we'll take it. If, if they have coined that already, then we probably should delete that part out of here. Uh, so maybe they have it copyrighted. But, you know, we have a lot of resources here at Nebraska at UNL. And, um, you know, using those, I think, is something that, that, would, that would benefit um, everyone in the state, obviously, but I think specifically the agricultural community just because of the impact that it can have. So State Climate Office, uh, I won't go through a whole lot of detail here other than um, they sort of revamped the way it looked uh, last January, January of 2016, um, you know, kind of adding some uh, staff, adding some faculty, adding some resources. Uh, the Mes Nebraska Mesonet and the Nebraska State Climate Office websites, you can see there. Uh, if we jump in and look at the State Climate Office website, uh, in addition to some information you might find on the homepage, you'll also, you know, look at the, the climate data. So they have uh, data broken down for climate normals for each district. So you can look, you know, sort of what, what, what is the, uh, the normal or the 30-year climate normal for the region. Uh, but also notice the, uh, the frost and freeze statistics. I think that can be most useful to our agricultural producers. Uh, it breaks it down in location per uh, district, per climate district that you'll see. Uh, but it provides the probabilities of, um, you know, seeing a harsh, or excuse me, like a hard 28-degree freeze or, a, you know, a 32-degree freeze and give you at least the, some of the statistics and risk associated with that. So uh, there's a lot of good data and information there, and, and then also climate updates and historical trends, some of the stuff that Al talked about. Uh, the Nebraska Mesonet, you can see the, the weather network there. Uh, they're in about 70 locations across the state. The goal is to have a station in every county, uh, as Nebraska, the uh, counties lined up in a nice grid, so uh, make a nice, nice map if, uh, if there would be one in every county. So I think that's the, the ultimate goal with that network. And this is uh, one of the stations you've probably seen. Uh, they're very high quality, uh, you know, research quality stations, uh, monitored uh, with quality controlled. Uh, they're, you know, maintained every year. Uh, they're, they're not cheap, so, uh, but you can certainly pay for one to have one on your property if you live in one of those counties that, that has a gap. So uh, the observations, uh, many observations are taken on these stations, and they uh, can be quite useful, and I'll show you sort of how they're used uh, here in a minute. Uh, Real-time maps you can find on the Mesonet station. Uh, this was, you know, our 10, 10 a.m. temperatures today. Uh, it's definitely not something to, sh uh, to, to be proud of. <laughs> I like 80 degrees and sunny. My mother-in-law's in town from Fort Lauderdale, and so 40 degrees and rain does not, you know, make her excited. So uh, anyway, you can see the latest hourly observations, uh, temperature, dew point, relative humidity. Take a look at that there. Oh, excuse me, I took out, the, took out another map here. Uh, but then you can also look at uh, daily maps and look at, uh, you know, soil temperatures. You can look at uh, growing degree days. There's also some calculations on heat stress for livestock. Um, yeah, number of number of uh, things that are provided there on that website. So you can take a look at that. Uh, just a, a slide here on the High Plains Regional Climate Center. Again, it uh, covers a six-state region and, uh, and the, the High Plains. Um, you know, they, they have a lot of historical data. They have a number of maps that you can do if you want to look at 30-year uh, or 30-day uh, precipitation trends, um, you know, temperature, things like that. You can find that at the High Plains Regional Climate Center. National Drought Mitigation Center was founded here in Nebraska. It's been around for like a little over 20 years now. So, uh, you know, a number of people uh, work there, provide the, the National Drought Monitor is one of the uh, popular products that you've probably seen. Uh, they have a number of different planning tools for communities for uh, managing drought risk on your ranch. Um, you know, they keep impacts from historical data and uh, archives, things like that. So a uh, number of tools and resources that can be available from the, the Drought Mitigation Center. So as Nebraska Extension, uh, Al mentioned the Climate Variation Issue Team. Uh, uh, we formed that about a year ago. Uh, 
as the Nebraska Extension picked out about 18 issues to identify. Climate variation was one of those. Um, our objective primarily is to help Nebraskans deal with extreme weather and climate variation. Uh, there are a number of ways that you can help do that. Uh, we're certainly not trying to solve the problem, but I think it's just to help people uh, manage uh, what we deal with you know, every year here in Nebraska. Uh, some of the focus areas, um, we have an AgriTools app. I'll touch on that in a second. We have a number of resources that we're creating for people that work in extension uh, and also some youth um, curriculums. Uh, we're meeting with the beef and crops producers across the state to take a look at, uh, you know, what scenarios impact their operations. You know, so is, is a wet winter, um, you know, just awful for their operation or is it beneficial? Um, so if we know that it's a challenge for them, then that's sort of where we want to focus some of our programs to help them. So those meetings have uh, served to be fairly uh, helpful. Uh, field to Market, we have a group working with the Field to Market Initiative. A number of you uh, probably have heard of this, uh, but what this does, is it's, a, it's a national consortium of a whole bunch of different industries and businesses, organizations. I think I have the list here, right there. Um, all looking at, at sustainability or measuring sustainability. Uh, that's, that's quite challenging, as we all know, uh, but you can see if the, uh, the people that are on that list, they're, um, they're, they're going for it, and they're going to try to do it. Uh, this uh, tool, this field print calculator, produces a spidergram like this that at least looks at your operation and tells you at least a little bit about you know, how you're doing in, I think there's seven different areas, uh, and then compares you to uh, people around you. So um, just definitely a work in process, but we're also working on an economic component of that, because as we know, uh, economic sustainability uh, is you know, certainly important, when we're, especially when we're talking about environmental sustainability. So uh, the economics have to be there as well. Uh, and then Weather Ready Farms is sort of the last focus of our team. Uh, we're hoping to come up with a, a certification program to sort of entice and reward farmers who uh, are doing things that, and, and maybe educate them on things that can help them be ready for the extreme weather that we get here in Nebraska. Um, there are a number of things that, that can be done, and so I think it would be beneficial to reward and um, help those who maybe are doing this or uh, are intending to do, you know, different practices that help them. Uh, weather Ready UNL.edu, it's a website where we have a number of these resources on, so you can take a look at that. I'm not going to go through this app much, other than uh, this AgriTools is an app, but it's only for iPhones right now, uh, or hopefully we'll get something in Android soon. That, but what it does is it provides uh, location-specific climate and weather data from the resources we have here at Nebraska, using that data based off the, the GPS location of your phone. Uh, we have a bunch of forecast data from the National Weather Service. Uh, but what, uh, one useful thing that you don't usually get on other phone apps is we have uh, yesterday's weather. It uh, includes growing degree days, uh, includes ET, uh, estimating crop water use. Um, you know, statewide soil temperature map will be on there. It's, right now it's a little uh, cranky, but uh, nonetheless, so what we want to do is we want to take this and we want to build more tools with this data, build more resources, you know, making decisions using forecast data. Um, obviously, we know there's um, inherent risk to using forecasts, but we think there's some value into using that. Uh, one of the, the parts of this that we think is useful for especially uh, uh, pesticide or herbicide applications uh, is this detailed forecast graph. We think this is especially important for, uh, for wind speed and wind temperature, or excuse me, wind direction. Uh, as meteorologists, as we know, that we're not the best at predicting precipitation, but we're usually pretty good at predicting wind. Uh, if we say it's going to be really windy tomorrow, you can uh, better tie down your hat because most likely it'll be pretty windy. So we think this is a, a lot of use uh, when spraying to take a look at when that wind shift is coming. Uh, you know, if the wind's going to gust over 20 after lunch, probably better not plan on spraying. Uh, certainly current conditions outweigh what this forecast tells you, but it gives you an idea to at least help plan your day and to, uh, you know, forecast look, looking out. 
we also connect to a bunch of other UNL resources to sort of connect the dots of what to do with this climate information and then where can I get more information. Uh, and then we connect to a bunch of UNL resources on that app as well. Again, that's just for iPhones right now. Uh, many more resources you can see up on here. I'll mention the Understanding and Assessing Climate Change report that a number of our uh, uh, faculty had uh, involvement in. Uh, we also use the data for a hybrid maze. If you look at the corn model, uh, corn, soy, water. Again, using weather and data to you know, model corn growth, water use, things like that. So we use um, climate resources coming from this center um, all across campus. So uh, Crop Climate's a very similar program. Uh, climate Masters, uh, we're looking at uh, you know, just educating people on uh, climate science. Uh, but there's also academic majors, minors uh, across both campuses. Uh, Weatherfest is this uh, Friday or this Saturday uh, if you go to Innovation Campus. So uh, just another way to touch the public and help Nebraskans understand weather and climate. And obviously there's too many to list, but we have a lot of resources here and I hope that people can use those. Uh, Nebraska Extension, myself, could be one of those, uh, but obviously uh, other people in this room and across campuses. So uh, that was a little more than nine minutes. I'm sorry, I thought I'd do better than that. Uh, but anyway, that is all that, that I have in this. So I think there are questions uh, Al and myself could probably answer some of those. So that is all I have. Thank you.